Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Saludos, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Saludos, Ben. Okay, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Another fantastic episode for you. A bunch of stuff to talk about, including Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. They're going at it and they're talking balls. (laughs) Testicles. Mm, Mm. They're not just in the air. They're running for president attached to one of these assholes. (laughs) All right. We got a bunch of stuff. Also, we'll talk about the average income. Uh, most Americans have is no longer working and a bunch of other stuff. But before all of that, let's get to Carrie Lake. She moved into Mar-a-Lago, apparently, Whoa. which it's a prediction that Fernando had that Carrie Lake and Donald Trump are going to start oinking around like a couple <laughs> of horny piggies playing in the mud. Watch out. Carrie Lake still so desperate to be Donald Trump's vice president yep. because you thought one loser on a ticket was good. Wait until you get two. <laughs> So obviously Donald Trump, his legal woes continue, but he's got a buddy. He's found a lot of company in Republican firebrand Carrie Lake, who has been spotted frequently at the club in Mar-a-Lago over the past few months. She has always been quite fascinated by the orange bastard, and it's possible they're sharing makeup as they wake up in the morning next to one another in beautiful sunny Florida. This is what a source told People Magazine. Carrie Lake is there every night. She's there all the time. Okay. There's a suite that she practically lives in. Watch out, Melania. Someone's going after that big old mushroom cock husband of yours. (laughs) And that person is Carrie Lake. Wow. Disgusting. So. You this know, is grosser than Donald Trump Jr. and Kim Guilfoyle. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gross. I, I try to think about the differences between like her and Melania. And Melania, to me, you can think prob- of two. Pro- well, yeah, obviously. But Melania stands up for herself. She, prob- she does. She brought, and I think right. Carrie Lake. Remember, Carrie submissive to a man, Lake. Remember, she's she's a biblical woman. She she loves she, it. So mm. that whole thing. I think maybe she might be a better match for Trump. Well, perhaps, although I wouldn't uh, count out Melania yet. Baron, he is now 17 years old. He's six foot seven and looking more like a Trump every day. That is not a compliment. One source previously said she was working on a deal with Donald Trump. She wants something bigger and faster to compensate for her loss 
in Arizona. Why do these people, Mr. Irvine, think that because they lost, it means that they're more credible to win the next time? Yeah. Doesn't that, doesn't that mean they lost? Whatever yeah. happened to politicians like losing and then going back to working at Popeye's? Right. Losing and just not running for anything bigger ever again. Hey, yes. Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney turned his presidential run his loss there into a Senate seat. So you can go down, right? And yeah, you can I run suppose. for something. But Carrie Lake, she's going for that VP. I think Fernando's prediction is going to come exactly correct. Trump Lake 2024. It's wow. full of snakes. It is. <laughs> it is indeed. And what better VP to have than someone who potentially are also DP in Florida. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what she's thinking here. But yes, it does seem as if she is still on the Trump train. She doesn't want to get off. But holy hell, is this a uh, a train with a destination to nowhere? She remember mm. she said she thinks Trump has big dick energy. She loves this man, Ben. I guess so. yes, she did. She did say that his yeah. exact words. She's you know she might be one of those ride or die girls where she's gonna go down with her man no matter what. Oh, <laughs> and go down on him no matter what. Hell, there it is. Wow, very uh, Alanis Morissette, Dave Coulier of her. So anyway, just a little bit of an interesting side note to all the drama going on in Trump world. As again, he is facing significant jail time, prison time, if found guilty of just one of the 37 charges brought by Mr. Smith. She's going to write to him and everything in there. I mean, she might also just really be underthinking it but feeling like she's a Machiavellian and just like if I'm on the VP ticket and then he goes to prison well I'm president now it's President Cherry Lake oh wow Wow. I hadn't even you're right well she's certainly got the hair for it (laughs) so speaking of uh, well this is the opposite of love this is feuds but uh, speaking of catty catty gals Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert they're really going at it and I think this is so sad can't they can't they stay together because they're very similar people but isn't that the way it works right Mm -hmm. yeah it's like Josie and the Pussycats they stick together absolutely a great reference to a little scene film so Marjorie Taylor Greene called Representative Lauren Boebert quote a little bitch. <laughs> Whoa. It wasn't just like in the bathroom as they were, you know, I, I feel crass today as they were squirting together. <laughs> she said this on the house floor. I mean, we're not going to sit here and pretend like decorum is so important. And oh my God, look at the, the unbelievable royal statue of our, uh, look at the wonderful way that people conduct themselves in Capitol Hill right. with such, you know, royal attitudes. But you're on you're on the fucking house floor. You're going to call somebody a little bitch. <laughs> it just seems like it's a little bit uh, below the belt. Right. Even for someone like an MTG. Right. MTG calling Bobert a bitch is like a bitch calling a bitch a bitch. You know what I'm talking <laughs> there about. There we go. There's been a really lot of powerful controversy on that floor ever since McCarthy took over. I mean, keep in mind the night that McCarthy became speaker on, fifth, on the 15th try, you would Republican congressman trying to attack Matt Gates, right? Lunging at some of these folks. So it's interesting. The snake eventually does eat itself when it given such power. It really does. I'm not sure if one of the reasons she was called a little bitch by MTG, of course, that was Bobert. Bobert's tried to bring um, charges of impeachment against uh, Joe Biden. And I believe Marjorie Taylor Greene is as well. 
So maybe they have different uh, wording in their charges of impeachment or the desires to impeach <laughs> Joe Biden. And then they're feuding over that thing that's never going to happen. Also, um, Green was upset with some comments that Boebert made to the media. And uh, she said, statements you made about me publicly. And then she said, Boebert, you're a bitch. And then Whoa. one source says that Green called her not just a bitch, a little bitch. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my gosh. It's really Drama. getting feisty over there. Drama in the air, indeed. Uh, Green then stood up and alleged that Boebert, quote, copied my articles of impeachment. Marjorie Taylor Green says to Boebert, she says, I've donated to you. I've defended you. But you've been nothing but a little bitch to me. And you copied my articles of impeachment after I asked you to co-sponsor them. <laughs> wow. That's pretty so, funny. That's the people's business. <laughs> right. That's the people's work. Thank you mm. so much for helping us out, guys. <laughs> what do you think is worse? Writing the articles of impeachment, completely warrantless. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> or copying the idiot that wrote the uh, articles of impeachment. <laughs> and then having them be, and then being confronted by them. Right, it's like cheating off the student next to you, but that guy is the, the D student in the class. Yeah, one GOP lawmaker said, I heard Marjorie call Bobert a bitch right to her face. <laughs> and then Bobert said, okay, Marjorie, we're through. Wow. And then mm. and then Green responded, we were never together. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I don't know why they're like not having a good time together. Uh, one comment uh, regarding the back and forth, which Bobert didn't deny. This is what she says. She says, Marjorie is not my enemy. I came here to protect our children and their prosperity. Oh Joe Biden and the Democrats are destroying our country. My priorities are to correct their bad policies and save America. Sounds like a little bitch to me. I'm getting the impression that Marjorie Taylor Greene probably isn't as popular as she thinks she is. Have you seen that video of Trump getting off the plane? Yeah, yeah, she was snubbed. Oh, she was totally snubbed. So, I mean, Bobert's snubbing her. Trump yeah. is snubbing her. They probably want her out. Well, we're keeping a little lighter here today, indeed. But from a TMZ <laughs> perspective, yeah, her getting the uh, the gray screen of dun 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 <laughs> yeah. after Donnie walks by her, and then Aww. she was she was also talking to the crowd before he got off the plane. Like, you better be excited when he's here. Like she was prepping for the prices, right? She was prepping the audience <laughs> before Drew Carey comes out and <laughs> tells somebody that they want her lost. Anyway, so um, this is what uh, Bobert did. This is what Green had to say regarding Bobert copying her articles of impeachment. She did say, well, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Or there's no validity, and that's all. Like they have to copy each other because they that's all they have. They yeah. have nothing because <laughs> it's all nonsense. Yeah. And again, no one. They're not helping anybody. <laughs> there's so many people suffering, and this is what they're arguing about on the House floor. This is what Green had to say regarding Bobert. She says, "I've been talking about it with everybody forever, literally everyone forever, till I'm blue in the face. You see me." I'm blue in the face. <laughs> so she back, was back going blue. blue. Indeed. <laughs> she <laughs> was going blue in the face. Um, Bobert has declined to uh, to speak about potentially stealing the articles of impeachment. Um, anyway, it's so stupid, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. So <laughs> Gary Lake and Donald Trump are in the midst of coitus, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobert. Oh, my God. They are in a bit 
of a Real Housewives of Washington, D.C. Speaking of douchebags, Miami Republican Mayor Francis Suarez. I got a bunch of DMs on this guy. Mm. Mm -hmm. So last episode, last episode, I was like, he's kind of handsome. And then Uh I saw him speaking (laughs) and he's uncanny valley. Ooh, Ooh. A weird looking dude. It's it's good Ooh. angles. Like Elon Musk. Like they he he looks okay in some pictures. Why do all politicians why do they all look almost human, but they're not quite there? Right. Right. <laughs> I just don't get it. Is there a, a handsome one among them? <laughs> Other than Arnold Schwarzenegger, of which course, I've been yes. arguing right, about. He's very course. sexy, Ben. He's very mm. sexy. Yes. Suarez again. He says, I'm gonna run for president. He says, I'm gonna run for your children and mine. Let's give them the future. They deserve, again, another presidential candidate coming out of Miami. I got some DMs from people who live in Wilton Manor, where my brother and his boyfriend live. And they said that he is a laughingstock in Miami. And evidently, Miami, it's interesting because they actually have two mayors. So you got the Miami-Dade mayor and then the Miami-Miami mayor. So oh, apparently yeah. he doesn't even have that much power. He's the, like Dade, what, he's the Dade mayor. So the smaller one, I guess, or what? Uh, <laughs> is, or is he the, Miami, is he the he, Miami mayor? He's the Miami mayor. I would assume Miami Dade is the larger one because oh, that okay. would be county as well. Got it. So mm. anyway, just uh, we'll keep on following that. I listened to a speech of his and again, doesn't really have it. Not ready for prime time and a lot stranger looking. Than I thought he was. <laughs> hmm. Can we just get one hunk out there? Oh. <laughs> Have you seen Mayor Pete? Come on. And <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Lake is currently the hunkiest one. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of people running for president, Marianne Williamson, the troubles continue for the woman who helped people get over their troubles. Oh, no. Yeah, she has lost her second campaign manager in just oh, two months. Oh, no. We should yeah. apply. Let's apply for the job. <laughs> you could. Honestly. This isn't good. So this uh, person, it's Rosa Calderon. That departure uh, was um, announced Monday on a small far left podcast called The Vanguard, mm. which, again, makes it seem like they've done horrible things to children. Uh, <laughs> the person said she tried to write the ship and lead this campaign. Marianne knocked her down every chance she got. Mm. So it looks like Marianne. Not the campaign that we thought it was going to be of positivity yeah. and love. Yeah, so the crystals far, aren't working. She's got to get new crystals. <laughs> she really does. Maybe she needs to, I don't know, go to Goop and just light one of those pussy candles from <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and just change the mood of the office. Mm. Uh-oh. Marianne lit the pussy candle. Oh, boy. It smells it's like Carrie time- Lake in here. <laughs> it's time to write this ship. So Calderon was first hired as a fundraiser for the Williamson campaign in late April and then took the main job from interim campaign manager Peter Dow. And Peter Dow, actually, a relatively successful person in political circles. Mm. Uh, so it's interesting to uh, to know that he was working so closely with the Marianne Williamson campaign. Of course, still not polling very high whatsoever. Uh, Fox had her at 9% Ooh. in a Democratic primary poll. 
And of course, we also have RFK Jr., <laughs> the man. I, I, I don't know what happened to it's the aliens. <laughs> was he? Was he Columbo? Was he? I don't. Know. One more thing. I, and another thing. Yeah, that the vaccine's making your balls weak. Oh, well, Joe. <laughs> we just simply don't know about that, do we? So she's at nine percent. RFK Jr. Anyway, from anywhere that I have seen from fifteen topping out at most at 22%. Marianne Williamson has raised less than $1 million in the first quarter of 2023. At this point, does she even have enough to keep on running? Mm. I think she might be dead already. I think it might be done. I mean, that's what happens when the crowd gets too crowded, right? Some of them just drop out before Iowa or New Hampshire. I mean, why stay in it past the first two contests if you're not getting any traction? Yeah, I guess so. Is there any state that Marianne thinks that she has a shot with? Uh, maybe a Colorado or something? I have no freaking... Hawaii. How about mm. Hawaii? Maybe Hawaii? I don't know. Mm. Either way, the um, mythical idea of choice continues to be a total scam, specifically when it comes to the Dems. Although Gavin Newsom uh, is definitely looking... Like he yeah. wants to run Oof. for president. And, you know, with that grease alone on his head, he can slide right in there. <laughs> slide right in those DMs. He was on uh, Hannity. He did an he did? interesting yes. interview with Hannity because, you know, sometimes, I mean, Ben and I know we saw Hannity versus James Carville down at Politico mm. in 2019. And Hannity ate Carville's lunch mainly because Carville, I don't think, ate lunch that day. He was just watching the LS, LSU football. LSU, LSU football, football, 14 point. We couldn't understand what he was saying. That was Politicon. That was Politicon. That's right. 2019 in Nashville. Great time. But you see a guy like Gavin Newsom, and he's pushing back against Hannity with facts on Fox News. And it's nice to just see a Democrat kind of have those, dare I say, balls again going into future elections. The one thing that will always aggravate me with him is when he shut down the economy here in California. He did not shut his own restaurant down. Right, right. And then he was right. just constantly eating dinner while he was telling everybody else not to. Reminds me of a little bit of a Chris Christie closing a beach mm-hmm. so he can wail on it with his family. Right. And, of course, he used to what be married to Kimberly Guilfoyle. He was that's, married to Guilfoyle. He's the a, nephew, I believe, uh, of uh, Nancy a, Pelosi. He's oh, a, right. I mean, if we're going to use three strikes right there. Yeah, can you imagine that? But you guys, to me, at least Newsom is a, a gruesome Newsom is at gruesome least Newsom. at least he's a Democrat, which I worry that Robert F. Kennedy is not. I worry that he's tricking us. I worry that he's mm. using Marianne's crystals to manipulate the situation. And we're gonna we're like, oh, he you know he loves us and he's a Democrat. As soon as he's in there, he's gonna do a North Carolina flip or something. I'm not sure if I oh. love if he's a Democrat, but when it comes to RFK Jr., that is an interesting point. Roger Stone, he is a Stone creation. He's been seen with a lot of people from the far right. What do you think? I mean, is but also is RFK Jr. really the Trojan horse that's going to take down the Democratic Party and lean it towards the Republicans? I also don't. Who? I don't think so. I mean, his campaign manager is another former Democratic presidential candidate, progressive Dennis Kucinich out of Cleveland. But back to, to Fernando's point. Kucinich arranged a huge fundraiser for Robert F. Kennedy in Cleveland with one of the biggest Republican fundraisers in the state of Ohio. Mm. So, sure, who's playing the game? Robert F. Kennedy is clearly some type of, 
I don't know what do you call it a man a hybrid. Candidate? Yeah, but don't yeah. you? But don't you? Um, don't. First of all, he's. No, <laughs> no, he's not a Manchurian candidate because no. I would program him not to uh, talk like I got damn broken, goddamn Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, and another thing, you said I was a Manchurian candidate, but I checked, and there's no Manchurians anywhere five miles around here. There you go, you're really nailing it today. So when it comes to him taking votes from Biden, I can see him taking votes away from Republicans. Also, is the anti-vax um, right. sentiment? Yes, I don't think that's necessarily conducive with the left. I think anti-vax, no, right? Isn't anti-vax no. mostly a religious right-wing kind of a, a stance? Do no. you really think he's going to take that many votes from the Dems? I truly believe he will. The the vax, the anti-vax is it sees no it sees no religion and it sees no political alignment. Well, it definitely really sees a religion because the, that was <laughs> even my parents. We got vaccinated when I was growing up, and it was very controversial within the church. Well, I think of the anti-war thing. I think we've we've said it on the show before, Robert F. Kennedy. That's going to be his big thing. He's going to go anti-war while Biden's going full on. I'm a wartime president, and I do think. Like Fernando said, there's going to be some crossover, some Republicans, some independents, some anti-war leftists who are still out there. He could attract all of them. The question is, does the campaign get enough traction in a place like Iowa or New Hampshire that it can last longer than that? And as we know, it doesn't matter what he's saying. It's what the media is saying. So if he wants to be an anti-war candidate, the media is still just going to be like vax, 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 vax. Right, right. So, I mean, uh also, there's a lot of people saying like he could be a, a Ross Perot, what Perot did uh, theoretically to George H.W. Bush, the 11th head of the CIA. <laughs> wow. And he jumps out of airplanes. He's dead now. But that wasn't true. The Ross Perot effect isn't really a true uh, situation when it comes to costing Bill Clinton the election because Ross Perot, the states that he did best in were Texas and Florida. And both of those states, H.W. won. So the idea that he's going to be some kind of spoiler, I don't think he even has the carte blanche to do that. I think uh, Marianne could easily take away, you know, one or two percentage points of people who are going to vote for Joe and then go down and vote for the gal who loves the funky rocks. But who knows? I wouldn't take it that seriously. Roger Stone hasn't really been hitting out of the park. When was the last time other than Donald Trump, obviously, which was massive. But before that, what was Roger's big win? Gosh, I uh, mean, Water Bob Dole. Watergate? Watergate? I'm going to yeah. go Watergate. <laughs> Certainly wasn't freaking Bob Dole's candidacy. <laughs> no, so that, was the, that was the one where him and his wife got busted for being swingers, putting out classified ads. <laughs> so that one didn't work. Yeah, that's true. Either way, we'll keep you updated on that. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.
Well, let's move on to some policy when it comes to Florida. Traveling to Florida with someone who is undocumented has now become a felony. Florida farmers are desperate for workers, and they really could use some migrant help at this point. But because of a new law that has been signed again by the absolute batshit crazy Ron DeSantis, this was signed into law in May. It basically imposes criminal penalties and steep fines on people who transport immigrants without legal status into Florida. Wow. Mm. So what is this is just like another. So this is just so crazy. And the farmers in Florida are literally like, we need a bunch of help out here. And I'm sorry. I hate to break it to my Caucasian people, but uh, they're not working. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're not working in the fields. It's just not happening. It's a lot of work for a little uh, bit of money, Ben. Exactly. And this is just another, again, example of massive government overreach. And now you've criminalized a, peop- a group of people who are potentially trying to help immigrants who are maybe speaking of religion. There's a big Catholic contingency of, you know, Catholic nuns and things like yeah. that helping immigrants. Yes. So now this makes that felonious and. Everyone gets locked up in the great sunshine state of Florida. Well, I've you know, I've including only, Donald. I've only been to Jacksonville yeah. one time, so it, I um and from what I recall, there's no like border checkpoints between South Carolina and Florida, right? Or no, no. I mean, you know, they were just, you just randomly get pulled over. Yeah, you can do a little profiling, you know. So that's exactly what I was getting at. If there's no checkpoints, then this is what this means is now there's just a. a green flag on profiling. If you right. look, if you see someone in a car that right. they don't match colors. Go ahead and pull him over because he's transporting. And of course, this is under the guise of stopping human trafficking, which uh, Ron DeSantis, just judging by his good friend Matt Gates' accusations of <laughs> human trafficking, mm. uh, doesn't really care about. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, Florida's getting short on immigrants, farmers, teachers. They've offended gay people. They're going after everybody. Who who wants to live there anymore? I really, and it's a beautiful, I want to, Miami is so beautiful. The whole state's beautiful. Fort Lauderdale is great. It'll have to change because I don't think the DeSantis model is sustainable. And not only that, haven't hasn't their insurance, their house insurance gone up like 42% because of the mm-hmm. FEMA re, reflood plan and everything? So, Well, it's interesting. According to um, this individual, Andrea Hinjoza, they are an aid worker embedded in rural South Georgia's immigrant farm worker community. This is what they have to say. It's another fear factor that people are going to have to deal with. I was telling an employee, I guess our trips to Florida will have to cease. You know, we can't take that risk. We both have families. There's nothing we can do about it. Wow. Uh, the new immigration law goes into effect on July 1st. Woo. Yikes. So if that's the world that you want, yeah. just look at Florida. And yeah. that's what Ron DeSantis, that's what he would do to America. And just, I don't want checkpoints everywhere. I'm just sick of all this government fucking involvement in everything. Leave them alone. And again, his constituents are begging for work, workers, right, so that they can work the field so all of us can have our fantastic orange juice. In order to alleviate the hangovers. (laughs) This is also what she had to say. She says, we talk to people about their summer plans. Our kid wants to go to Disney World. We want to relax on the beach. That's not going to be a reality for them anymore. So the National Hispanic Civil Rights Group, LULAC, has issued a Florida travel advisory 
So the NAACP issued an advisory. Right. A lot of uh, the gay community is dipping the hell out of there. I don't know. Florida, it just cannot be the model for the country. Oh, Disney killed that campus, too. It was supposed to be a 2,000-person campus there, right, in Orlando. And then they, they're pulling out because he's going after not just people. He's going after businesses and corporations. According to the Georgia Latino Alliance, or GLAR, <laughs> it's the Georgia Latino Alliance for Human Rights. Clark. <laughs> they had initially planned to celebrate its annual conference in the panhandle town of Laguna Beach. Oof. So also that would have been called money. Yeah. Exactly. For the people that work in Laguna Beach. So it's just going to hurt. He's hurting their economy. He's hurting the morale and he's hurting a lot of people. Um, the Atlanta based nonprofit advocacy group has canceled that. And it roughly had to cancel 200 members uh, from going to Florida who will now meet in the state of Georgia. Adelia Nichols, GLAR's executive director, says she is aware that many of Florida's new restrictions on undocumented immigrants will be difficult to enforce and will likely face legal challenges. It's what she said. She said, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the provisions of the law or even the whole thing was introduced at the next legislative session here in the state of Georgia regarding to expanding wow. um, the restrictions that Florida has now put in place. So wow. again, were they all, this is the one thing that um, the right does very well. They organize and one state goes and another state goes and another state goes. And we saw it in Roe v. Wade. Mm. As soon as that was officially not the law of the land, those states, they just rolled right in lockstep with one another yeah. in banning access to abortion. So Georgia might just be next. And uh, again, another state that needs labor and needs people. And this is just harming a marginalized group of folks, many of whom, again, participate in our economy and are fleeing basically war-torn countries. I was going to ask if this moved the needle. But after hearing your section about Georgia, that's crazy to me. I thought this would move the needle in the anti-Ron way and the anti what he's doing. But Georgia is seeing this and going, we want that for our state. Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Georgia's completely run by Republicans, save it's two blue senators. Don't forget the four words. They took our jobs. Yeah. The Go jobs that no one else wants to do. <laughs> so this is what she had to say regarding Florida. She says, it's the last thing we need to worry about. I was still trying to take on all these issues and fighting. We don't have that energy anymore. We don't want anybody to get in trouble. So these people are just trying to work in the nonprofit sector and take care of people who are falling through the cracks, who might need health care, just human beings. Yeah. Yep. And because of that, they might find themselves behind bars. Oof. All right. Well, speaking of behind bars, let's move on. In in Ohio, interestingly enough, uh, when it comes to books, they have an they have an interesting, much like the libraries all across this country, in middle schools and high schools, the Ohio prison system has banned Java computer manuals, but they still do allow Hitler's Mein Kampf. Oh. Oops! Well, oh boy. <laughs> so it is nice. That's the rehabilitation we're looking for. Right, right. <laughs> oh, no. I love it, Ben. Oh my god! <laughs> so many of the um, many books have been uh, again ousted 
from prisons in Ohio. Incarcerated people in Ohio have been denied access to books like the U.S. Army Survival Manual, um, which I guess they could probably use, you know, because they're in prison and everything. I would like to know how to survive and deal with how to bandage up a shank attack. They also weren't able to get the witch's Bible, several computer programming guides, a book on prison abolition, which if if you're in prison, I I mean, that's the book you want to read. (laughs) They definitely don't want that. And they also refuse to have a they they banned a book about El Chapo. So they can't Ah. get inspired to be. Little Chapo. <laughs> uh, you know, I love Java. I love Java. I love Java programming. But it's just crazy to me that there. it's just what you said, the rehabilitation, Ben, that any form of rehabilitation, any form of a social improvement is removed from these people, not just men, but men and women. Yeah, of hmm. course. Uh, some of the books that have been allowed to go through. One book is The Art of Seduction. Oh, I guess that's okay. That's a compilation of letters from Penthouse. That's Mm. just Penthouse letters, Mm. which those get steamy. Um, And of course, again, as I mentioned, Mein Kampf and a coloring book featuring designs with profane language. And they did allow a different book about El Chapo. Hmm. So there you go. You can't read in school. You can't read in jail. Keep them dumb. That'll help you win. (laughs) <laughs> all right well let's move on speaking of uh well let's do well just briefly uh donald trump said that uh, ron DeSantis needs to uh grow a pair of balls and then ron DeSantis said uh he, he's he keeps on having this perverted obsession with his balls no. okay <laughs> so there so there you go so that's this is being called the dick fight Mm. Uh, those are two grown men in yeah. charge of mm. billions and billions of dollars and people. Yeah. Two grown men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine Carrie Lake's just like, yeah, get him down. Talk about those balls. Indeed. Yeah. According to uh, NBC's Natasha Korecki and Henry J. Gomez, they got a response from a senior advisor to the Trump campaign. This guy named Chris Luxipita. And he says, I'm not surprised Ron DeSantis is looking for a set of balls. Oh, my God. So he's, he's, he's looking, for, looking for a pair of balls uh, there. So that's, uh, that'll be kind of fun. I, I wonder if they're by all those documents in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, there was an event that was scheduled, and it had 2024 candidates for the GOP, but not Trump. And then it centered on a traditional, quote, stewing and frying of lamb testicles. Mm. What? So I, I guess they ate lamb balls hmm. at a recent event. I don't know what what is Yummy. going on. I, I guess. Carrie Lake's favorite meal. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I guess. Man. Well, I mean, this is one of the most disgusting dinners I could ever imagine. That's really I'd rather hang out with... Uh, the whole family from nothing but trouble and eat a bunch of sausages with Dan Aykroyd, who has a dick for a nose Then eat a bunch of lamb balls with Ron DeSantis. Yeah. You can just see him sucking them down with his fingers as they pop in his mouth. Oh, a little drool out. Nom, nom, nom. Somebody bring me my pudding. Can you guys have pudding with my lamb balls? Yeah. These people are so freaking disgusting. BP added more than $70 billion to the U S economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, um, let's get to Hunter Biden and then we'll go on to the average income and we'll wrap her up. So Hunter Biden, interestingly enough, he has received zero years in jail. Um, Yay, America. Wow. (laughs) The justice system works. It's the least shocking thing that's ever happened. It's the son of a president, former son of a son of a former vice president and a longtime son of a senator. And I hate to break the news. The justice system does work differently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is according to Wesley Hunt. Now he's a Republican out of Texas. So all of this is so fucking political. Right. right. I don't think yeah. Wesley Hunt gives a shit about criminal justice yeah, reform. Exactly. Right. But this is what he had to say. The American people are sick and tired of this two-tiered justice system. And as a black man, I'm tired of seeing this kind of discretion used to favor people like Hunter Biden because he's white and the son of a president. Hmm. He goes on to say, well, Hunter Biden will serve no jail time for these charges. Black men across this country are in prison for years for the exact same crimes. Solid point brought up by Wesley Hunt, hmm. a Republican out of Texas. Some of those black men include my boy, Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. who is a wow. Packers fan. He's a Packers fan. Oh, dear. And ten, you cannot incarcerate my Packers fans. Ten years, right. Ben. Little Wayne is doing ten years for the same crime. Kodak oh. Black Ugh. is doing three years for the same crime. Hunter Biden, zero. USA. Oh, USA. Well, I just think you got to like Kodak Black. He's had some problems. He's right. got some problems. But we're just but talking you, about I'm this talking Lil Wayne. I'm talking about Packers fans <laughs> <laughs> because we cannot be incarcerating our Packers fans. No. We need all hands on deck. We got Jordan Love coming in here. A little Wayne is so fun and, and he's cool. Oh, that's a two tiered system right there. Mm. It is probably a, a federal judge appointed by the Minnesota Vikings. Oof. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Man, bastards. But true talk, obviously, yes. Wealth, uh, complexion, those things alter a lot of decisions. Uh, Hunt represents a suburban, uh, the suburbs in Houston. And he sought to broaden the focus of the discussion just a day after Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss announced the generous deal with President Biden's boy. So I guess that is that the end of it? Is that the end of the laptop thing then? Oh, mm-hmm. this is just the beginning, dude. This is just they're, the beginning. They're not going to shut up about it now. Well, now that uh, he's got zero he years. Doesn't, he doesn't have any. I just Trump's kids were working in the White House. I don't think Hunter's allowed to go to the bathroom in the White House. Is he ever even there? <laughs> right, no. right. I don't totally know. fair. Totally fair point. People made that point. Ivanka and Jared made six hundred million or so while they were in the White House, while they were working in the White House. I mean, to your point, there is a different system for sons and daughters of presidents compared to the rest of us, and certainly Little Wayne. 
That and that ain't right. Uh, I mean, it's not going to change because we had Giuliani like a few days ago talking on some podcast or something about how the informant in China or the informant in Ukraine died that had all the information on the Bidens and the guy he's talking about died in 2011. So, mm. you know, again, it's just crazy, Giuliani. They're not going to drop it. It's, uh, to right. answer your question about the, the laptop, right. they will just perform some other mental gymnastics to show you. And again, and this proves them right, sort of. Though, yeah, ben. I think it, well, yeah, so, I agree with you, Fernando, because it, again, it adds to he, their case. Yeah, he should have done. I mean, where are the consequences? And even if you aren't, sure. if, even, if, even if you aren't Republican, we can just focus on race again. Black men facing these charges go to jail. This white man does not. I mean, people can get upset over a myriad of reasons. Sure. Specific. Well, I mean, it's just so the juxtaposition and this a binary look at it. Absolutely. Uh, power um, is certainly won out here for Hunter Biden. So Hunter ended up pl- uh, pleading guilty to two misdemeanor charges for failing to, t- to pay taxes uh, on time in 2017 and 2018. He also pled guilty to a felony count for being a drug user in possession of a gun, which he purchased in 2018 by lying about his drug use on a federal gun purchase form. I mean, how long did Lauren Hill do for not paying taxes? And can oh, I, I can, yeah. nice. I, exactly. It was like, I, oh, I, they get they'll get all of us. We must pay taxes. Right. But Hunter Biden doesn't pay taxes and has a gun. No consequences usa he reportedly (laughs) borrowed two million dollars last year from wealthy hollywood lawyer kevin morris to pay off his tax bills so i guess he owed quite a few people um (laughs) according to uh people they say he's got uh he's got a lot of sway in romania ukraine and china china so there you go anyway um yeah it reminds me of John, john morant is all over uh, ESPN right now because he flashed a gun a couple of times. He got a 25 game suspension. But it is just funny because the way that people have discussed that at nauseum, and then you have someone who was truly a drug addict waving a gun around. Don't wave your piece around, Walter. Right. <laughs> like yeah. he is Walter from the big Lebowski. I know this yeah. isn't kind of fun, but we see that in sports all the time. I mean, didn't Babe Ruth burn his wife? Like, didn't he set his wife on fire? He's <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. I don't freaking know. But that other uh, that other black baseball player, he can't get in the Hall of Fame because he like he did some, you know, not as Who? bad things. I well, I don't think there's necessarily a massive <laughs> racial disparity in sports. Um, Barry Bonds. Is it Barry Bonds? He can't. Yes, I think. Pete I, Rose. Yeah. Pete I think, Rose mm, bet on himself. Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb was a terrible guy. But, oh, Ty Cobb. Yeah. I mean, back before. Uh, yeah. Back, back, back when it was all segregated and nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. just saying one of them is a Hall of Fame and the other one's not for the, you know, different, you know, Barry Bonds. Yeah. For me, it thinks it makes me think of the John Fogarty line. It ain't me. I ain't no senator's son. And the senator's sons, they get away with a lot more than we can. Yes, indeed. Well, all right. Let's talk about this. Lastly, on average, the American income isn't enough to live comfortably in 2023. So the average income for a U.S. family is $71,000 a year. That's about what my father made as a truck driver. And that was the 90s. So it hasn't gone up whatsoever. Yet the average American family needs at least $85,000 a year, according to a recent Gallup poll. So how do you uh, square that? Mm. That's why these families are in so much debt. You're looking at 14 grand right off the top. 
mm-hmm. that you're going to have in credit card debt or God knows what else. Again, as there is a lot of money going to a very, very few amount of people, uh, they found that a recent study from Smart Asset, a financial technology company, which found the average American worker needs $68,000 in after-tax income to live, quote, comfortably. And right now, again, they are simply not. That works out to be around $85,000 pre-tax. The two releases point to the same conclusion. Many Americans earned too little in 2023 to attain a decent standard of living. Inflation was at 5% in 2021, 8% in 2022, and now stands at 6%. Uh, And of course, we're still reeling from what happened during the COVID lockdowns, which put so many people out of business. And as we're also seeing, I don't know if you guys saw the education statistics that just came out. We're back to the 70s, baby. (laughs) Yes, reading and math and science is the lowest it's been since 1971. Wow. We are literally Thanks. going backwards. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? You know, maybe there is going to be a national. Maybe we will start segregating sports again. What do I know? <laughs> Fernando the white, I, I just like the way the white people <laughs> play. They, you know, they, they focus okay. on the fundamentals. They try not to jump too high, Ben, and I like that. You don't want to jump too high. It's rude. <laughs> it's rude. They still call traveling in my league the W, the white NBA. Oh, shoot. Oh, W. Oh, no. We'll call it the CNBA, the Caucasian National Basketball <laughs> oh, Association. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, we'll have. Oh wow, it'll be me. It'll be us. And the WNBA and then the sport that people want to watch. <laughs> That's funny. That'll be fun. I do like the WNBA. Um. All right. So it is just again a reminder that people are struggling and they need help. Uh, the Gallup poll was taken in April. They found that 30% of Americans believe a family needs a six-figure income. I believe it. Just to get by in their community. Only 14% of residents said that a household could make it on less than 50K. And even that threshold is 20,000 higher than the federal poverty line for a family of four, which is 30 grand. So, Mm, yikes. Yeah, it's brutal out there, man. So Douglas Holtz Eakin, he says, I think the real crux of the issue is what does it mean to quote unquote get by? There's a lot of people, a lot of people in their ivory towers are looking down and be like, just figure it out. Just figure it out. Also, we had a um, believe it was Matt Gates. Yeah, I think it was Gates. He just proposed new legislation for SNAP. Um, yeah, which right, is yeah, a, yeah. food benefits yeah. food benefits he just said that if uh, he wants to propose that you can't buy ice cream sugary sweets Thanks. which Thanks, all that bud. stuff right yeah but Matt the Gates, thing is, the, it's, those yeah. are the things all of his child lovers <laughs> love the most <laughs> i know but the irony is many of the people that use snap live in food deserts it's all the food that is the only right, food they got 7-elevens right, and not, that's it yeah you got so honey it, buns you got yeah. a deli and that's dollar, it dollar general yeah and also sugary snacks, that's cereal, everything in America. It has corn syrup in it, yeah. Exactly. So, again, they continue to just take away these small lifelines or safety nets for people, and then people are having a harder time than ever before, or at least in recent history, uh, making ends meet. So it is uh, important to remember. Ten years ago in an earlier Gallup poll, the average American household could get by on fifty-eight grand a year. Wow, 10 years ago. 
So that was just wow. 10. It was like 2013. Jeez. It was like, that was, that's crazy. Well, and, and in addition to the legislation Gates proposed, don't forget this historic bipartisan debt yes. ceiling deal. Yes. I mean, everything they cut were programs, you know, again, SNAP programs, uh, bringing in work requirements. It's already been proven that work requirements don't even actually do anything because you just help making a poor person who can barely get by have to go find pieces of paper in their house that mm-hmm. may or may not exist to show that they are actually trying to find a job somewhere. I mean, it's absolutely brutal what they're yeah. putting these poor people through when, again, tax cuts for the wealthy and woo, $866 billion military budget. Yeah, it's it's a uh, horrible. What a what a horrible allocation of funds. Which is that's our money. It's, it's our money. It's our money. Yeah. Give it to people who uh need to have a nibble every now and again, would you? That's my key takeaway from this is that you're talking about these numbers and it's pre-tax. So if you don't know your taxes really well, if you're just living day to day, you're just you hire a basic accountant, so you lose money on taxes because you don't know the tax system. And then above that what if you need new tires, Ben? What if my kid breaks their arm? What oh, if, all those uh, little yeah, things. Yeah, so, exactly. those things yeah. add what up. What if my fridge breaks? And what then if, you know you're already behind the eight ball to begin with, and all those little things. Yes, all those just add up and add up and add up, and then you're you know forever in debt, uh, servitude, right? Servitude to the lenders. Um, just lastly, a Senate Banking Committee had a bipartisan vote this week, and it agreed to ratchet up penalties for executives of failed lenders. They have decided to increase oversight of the Federal Reserve and restrict mm. mega bank takeovers. Ooh. It's kind of an interesting, this is positive. Uh, this is Senator Tim Scott. Obviously, he's running for president. And he has joined forces with Sherrod Brown and Elizabeth Warren. So interesting oh, wow. bedfellows. Like uh, not something I want to think about, but definitely <laughs> uh, something in the right direction. There were only two Republicans that voted against this. It went for it was a, the bill was approved in a 21 to two vote bipartisan. Only two schmucks voted against it. Tom Tillis, hmm. a.k.a. Thom Tillis, because it's T-H-O-M. <laughs> you, just, you just know he couldn't suckle. You know he couldn't suckle <laughs> as a kid. He, he, he can't latch. Uh, uh, he where's, latch. where's my thumb? I gotta suck my thumb. Yeah, you know he couldn't latch. You subtweet it, Henry. That's funny. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Bill Haggerty of Tennessee, they voted against the bill. So, okay. Why? Yeah. Why would you vote against that bill? Just rage. 21 to 2. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like they're just so fucking so corrupt. And they just do it right in front of us. This is what Sherrod Brown said. He said, well, in his own accent, but he says, for years and years, we've tried to hold banks accountable. Of course, there will be some people that think it didn't go far enough or went too far. Mm. This is a huge victory for consumers, for the banking system, for honest bankers, and mm. for the whole country, obviously, in response to the Silicon Valley Bank, the Signature Bank, and First Republic Bank, and right. I believe all of which were bought by J.P. Morgan Chase. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the big banks. When any, any of these small banks fail, the big banks just swoop on in. But this this correct an error when we did talk about the Silicon Valley Bank failure. Remember, there was that little thing that they did in 2018 that Trump signed readily and all the banks were lobbying for it. This corrects that small little thing that says, hey, banks, you can't throw a bunch of money into a bunch of risky investments and right. anything like that. So you again, a bipartisan no-brainer 
and this your thumb Philip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just expect the federal government to bail you out. Especially right. again, right, that's right. the irony of these two Republicans being like, no, if you if I even see a poor person eating something like a Snickers bar, <laughs> I'm gonna slap it out of his hand and ask him how he bought that. Uh, I'm Senator Tom Phillips, and uh, how did you get that Snicker bar? Yeah. How did you get exactly. that Snicker bar? Meanwhile, these fucking banks, again, making hand over foot money, hand over feet. Well, J.P. Morgan needs that money to pay off at Epstein. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They do need that. Mm. All right, everyone. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening. A lighthearted episode in some ways, but also not. (laughs) Right. So there you Uh, go. Um, Also, we have some announcements. Okay, we're back, baby. So we were uh, we're selling them now. We got ourselves a little bit of a tour date we've got to announce. Big news coming up here. Where will you be, Ben? July 9th, we're going to be in San Diego at Mic Drop Comedy. Oh, don't do that. Uh, San Francisco, we're going to be there July 16th at Cobb's Comedy Club. Las Vegas, July 23rd at Wise Guys. So isn't that fun? And then uh, July 30th, we're going to be in Ontario, California at the Ontario Improv. So uh, there you go. So get those tickets. We can't wait to see you uh, for the Sundays in July. We'll have a nice time. And the 23rd in Vegas is going to be my birthday weekend. Yes. 42. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts— to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.